Yay! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Green Divas Radio Show. Hi, Lynn. Hey, Green Diva Lynn here. And Green Diva Meg. And uh, we are Green Dude Less today. Our, yeah, I know. Our poor Paul. Nothing the testosterone. Yes, well, you know, and we'll, we'll just muddle along, won't we? Um, <laughs> but our, our, our favorite green dude, Paul Miller, you know, he's working hard, and so we may not have him as often as we would love, but hey, you got us. He's with us in spirit. Oh, yeah. So anyway, we do appreciate his efforts because he does a lot to help us along and Yes, he does. Yay. So you are like busy gal out there in Chicago. There's an awful lot of green stuff happening in Chicagoland, right? Yeah, lately there has been. Um, I went to the Chicago Climate March last weekend. I posted a couple of pictures. Yes. I saw you met you met Saturday. Ellen. You met Ellen. Yeah, well, I've met her before. I, I hung out with her in D.C. Um, for the tar sands oil protest. Right. That was about a little over a year ago. Oh. So I met her there, and then, uh, yeah, she's been on our show. Um, I met Mike Novak, who's going to be interviewing me this weekend. I'll talk about that. But, um, yeah, the Climate March was great. I was hoping there'd be more people there. That yeah. was, um, there were about probably, we guessed, about 250, probably. Right. I don't know what the official numbers were. They had music. They had um, some really moving speakers. And um, the people that were that there has been a uh, there was a group that had been marching since March first, all the way from California, and they arrived at two o'clock. Wow! And they they the Daily Plaza literally walked March slash marched the whole way. Yes, and I was going to join up with them in Oak Park on Saturday, but they I would have had to I couldn't get there. I couldn't get there at eight o'clock. I just couldn't make it happen. Yeah. Um, to walk from Oak Park to Chicago, which is about that in itself is just is twelve miles. Yeah, I was going to do that, but I didn't. So I'm kind of bummed I didn't make that. But um, <laughs> so yeah, and I uh, you are I'm absolved met, because you are a busy green uh, diva and mother. I know. But yeah, I was. I'm. I'm glad I went. It was fun, and um, you know, I think it was a great learning experience again for Ethan to hear all these people talking about climate change and why we need to take action. And you know, a couple of the speakers were um, people that, you know, one woman. She was. Oh man, she was an awesome speaker. I'm going to try to connect with her. Uh, she lives in a neighborhood near. Um, where they where they have pet coke waste, oh. and um, she was able to almost single handedly shut down a couple of coal plants. Nice. Um, and she was just on fire. It was just amazing. I had chills listening to her. It was like wow. Well, it's really inspiring. And how great is it that you bring yeah. Ethan, bring your kid, and get the you know get we got to get the next generation as inspired as as we have become. I know, I know. Well, we'll have Ed Fallon on the show. He is, uh, um, he's one of the one, uh, one of the guys that was in the march that went all the way from L.A. to Chicago. He's very involved, and so he's going to call in and do a Green Dude segment. I'm really looking forward to that. And in the meantime, we'll be walking and marching over to Hawaii. Ha ha. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Segway, segue. Um, really just so excited and grateful to uh, Kalani and the Big Island Visitors Bureau, which have combined, you know, efforts to get us out there to see all the cool eco stuff going on there. I know. It's going to be wonderful. And a big shout out and thank you to the Big Island Visitors Bureau. If I could spit that out. Yeah. No, I mentioned that in Lynn Shizumura. Oh, I, sorry. I have call waiting coming in. I didn't hear it. Oh, <laughs> Lynn Shizumura. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. She knows who she is. We give her a big uh, mahalo. Mahalo. Speaking of mahalo, let's just give a mahalo to buygreen.com our fabulous sponsor who's really been with us for years and we're very grateful. Um, Trusted source for green living products, whether it's for home or office or kids and family. Um, Check them out. And you can go to thegreendivas.com backslash marketplace and go shop buygreen.com through there because then you get like the cool Green Diva discount. Right on. All right. So what do we got going on today? Because we only have like two minutes to talk about it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, the Cafeteria Man is the featured uh Tony Garassi, he was really interesting. What, a, what an inspiring – talk about inspiring. The guy has made such an impact on the shift in, you know, cafeteria food for kids and getting it more healthy and sustainable and, and into the curriculum and everything. Yes, and we have a link to the documentary, The Cafeteria Man, which is all about what he's done. Lee Garofalo, Green for You, she did a wonderful DIY bird feeder um, from Stuff in Your Kitchen that you can do with your kids. Uh, Really great Mm -hmm. project, and we actually have a video of that as well. We talked to Holly Thompson, who is a fabulous wellness counselor, consultant for television, and she does a lot of different things, uh, hollythompson.com, but she does a segment with us about avoiding toxins in our everyday beauty regimen. And we're going to be doing a book giveaway, so be on the lookout for that. Oh, definitely. And then, of course, we have Green Traveler's Guides guy uh, for our green (laughs) – or Traveling Green Diva segment – Gary Dietrichs talking about uh, your green travel checklist, which you and I are going to be going over. I know. I have to start thinking about that. We have to start thinking about that now. Woohoo! Well, people, I hate st- packing. Stay tuned. Lots coming up. Want to understand what climate change is really all about? Want to get the latest environmental news? Listen to the Green Divas My Earth 360 report and hear it all. From WTF to encouraging news and ways that you can take action for the earth. This segment is sponsored by TrueGoods.com because shopping should be fun, not frightening. TrueGoods helps you make simple choices for healthier, safer, cleaner living. Tell truth, shop good at TrueGoods.com. Well, hey, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since we had Lynn doing her My Earth 360 because we have had a special My Earth 360. We had a week off. And uh, so what's going on, Lynn? Uh, Well, I just want to say that hello. And um, (laughs) 
I'll be at the Chicago Metropolis Fair this Sunday. It's in Chicago. Uh, a lot of family fun. There's going to be yoga. We're going to have a table with a giveaway of some fun green products. And I'll also be on the Mike Novak show, which is airing live from the fair. Oh, that's going to be really exciting. And I'm a little bummed out I won't be there. But I suppose I could listen. I know. So it should be fun. It's 10 to 4. And uh, we'll have something posted on our um, Facebook page. Yes, we that. will. Yes, we will. Yeah, and other than that, I was working on a, a piece about e-waste, electronic waste, and um, been running into to a little bit of conflicting data about there. But I thought about about e-waste, and right. I thought it'd be worth uh, mentioning because um, I know you did a segment or a, 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 a vlog. A video about e-waste at some Well, actually, I think I was year. on television. I was an international morning oh, show. Okay. Uh, so I did a okay. lot of preparation for that. And we had already done, I think we did a Sleeping Naked is Green segment. And so mm-hmm. I had some of that statistics. And then I just, you know, kind of buttoned them up before I went on TV. Yeah, so e-waste is just something um, I just wanted to kind of throw it out there as something that we should think about because uh, – According to the EPA, there's 1.8 million tons of e-waste that ends up trashed. That was a 2010 figure. Um, And only 27% is recycled. And you had come up with a stat uh, that it's the equivalent of uh, what ends up in landfills. The equivalent of tossing... Yeah, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. I didn't want to take your thunder there. You're trying to take the glory, but it's your it's your stats, <laughs> so you can take it. Um, it's 100,000 fully loaded 747s. That was like That's the most like astonishing, astonishing. Yeah. Number. Like it's mind blowing to think about how much, and so much of that e-waste. When you get into learning this, and you'll you'll do you'll see it in Lynn's post. Um, you know, there, there's all kinds of icky things in there that you don't want to be outgassing and, and whatever, and they right. don't... lead, cadmium, yeah, mercury, yeah. all these hazardous waste. And even if you do recycle it, you just have to be careful yes. that you use a recycler that actually recycles, because surprisingly, um, there's no guarantee it'll be recycled as little, uh, as little as 11 to 14% of what you give to a recycler is even recycled yeah that's dumped or burned so that's upsetting some of them ship it overseas and little children get to disassemble them which is a horrifying thought well and there's a lot that goes to u.s prisons and they're not giving like protective gear to you so that they they're not breathing this stuff in. it's not right right. so uh i just want to say that a good place to check out is um e dash stewards.org to find a recycler that actually recycles. A good reputable uh, yeah, e-waste recycler. Yeah. Good. Cool. So just want to, I think that's just important to think about as we're sitting here on our computers and all these know. things that, you know, are, well, they're being used right now. Eventually they'll be e-waste, but yeah. Uh, last week, Hillary Clinton, I'm on a different subject now. Go ahead. Called out climate change deniers at the National Clean Energy Summit saying that the impacts of climate change are, quote, the most consequential, urgent, sweeping collection of challenges we face, unquote. Nice. And, of course, there had to be a little bit of backlash to that, specifically Rand Paul. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, He was saying, you know, I don't think we really want a commander-in-chief who's battling climate change instead of terrorism. Yeah, well, you know what? 
what's his they're who's, linked. Who's our current Secretary of State? Kerry. Um, he yeah, got he got Kerry. lambasted for something similar a couple months ago, right? Right. Well, and, and a lot of people agree, including the U.S. Department of Defense, that climate change and fighting terrorism can't really be done independently. Um, there's a report by the U.S. Defense that states the pressures caused by climate change will influence resource competition while yeah. placing additional burdens on economies, societies, and governments. Uh, these threats are these are threat multipliers that will aggravate stressors abroad, such well, as yeah. all these things that lead to terrorism and other forms of violence. So well, you know we're going to be fighting. If no there's for- a lot of hot people, yeah. Well, aside from being hot and miserable um, and just cranky, there's also things like water shortage other than oil Mm -hmm. resources that we could end up in trouble with. If you paid attention to any of this news about water and water scarcity, uh, you know, uh, it's it's it, it could become an issue, people. And agriculture, what, how we're being fed. And then that leads to uh, a new report on ocean acidification um, by a report by the World Meteorological Organization. The ocean acidification appears unprecedented in at least the last 300 million years um, because, you know, we're increasing greenhouse gases yeah. and the ocean soaks up about a quarter, maybe more, of total greenhouse gas emissions. And if it gets overloaded with that, then um, the oceans acidify, and that impacts the coral reefs. Well, sure. Marine life, I'm sure, will get imbalanced. Yeah, well, shelled animals can't build shells when it's too acidic, which then impacts the whole ecosystem, and, you know, that's a source of food for for many people. All the fish, what are they going to eat? And it just goes on and on. Oh, yeah. That was a very interesting uh, report. Well, we have then, like uh, 30 seconds left. Oh, okay. Well, I think that an action would be, you know, go to the Climate March, September 21st in New York City. And if you can't make that, you can still comment in support of the EPA's new carbon rule. Uh, I'll have a link to that. So, you so if, you're in, if you're on a plane to Hawaii, for instance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave a comment. Those Leave comments comment. are important because it's not just us commenting. It's people on the side of uh, big oil that are going to be leaving comments. So let's get our comments in there. Good report. Do that anyway, even if you, don't go to, even if you do go to the Climate March. Leave a comment. Good report, Lynn. Thank you. Thank you. Get all the details from this Green Divas My Earth 360 report and lots more on thegreendivas.com, that's T-H-E, greendivas.com, and myearth360.com. And remember to tell truth and shop good at truegoods.com. Vibrant Health and Beauty radiates from the inside out. Get your glow on with Green Diva's health and beauty tips from natural skincare to creating healthier habits that make us sparkle. Well, happy sunny day. We are very happy to be speaking to Holly Thompson, who's the author of Discover Your Nutritional Style. 
She's a wellness blogger among many, many things, but you need to go visit her website, hollythompson.com, which is H-O-L-L-I, Thompson, T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N.com. She's a radio and TV personality, consultant, um, and we are thrilled that she's taking some time to talk to us today. Hi, Holly. Hi, how are you? It's so good to be here today with you. Yeah, it is. It's an it's a nice steamy day up here in New Jersey. So, um, <laughs> just I don't yeah, know here too in Virginia. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. So mm-hmm. now I think we're going to talk today a bit about how we can stay beautiful and healthy in our beauty regimen without, uh, you know, trying to avoid some of the toxins that that we encounter in our everyday beauty regimen. Yeah, we're we're going to talk about that. So, so the thing is that you know people are are starting more and more to take a look at their food and to take the the topic of um, toxins and what what different additives and um, and uh, pesticides and residue can can do to our food and how that can affect us internally. And while I am a nutrition coach and that is primarily what I do. You know, it's not all about the food. Right. And so what I lo- always encourage my readers and my clients and the people that I work with um, to do is, you know, really take a look at your, your life in a holistic way. Right. And a big piece of that is looking at what you're putting on your skin. So if you think about, you know, um, think about when, you know, a transdermal patch for pain or um, if you try to give up smoking, the you know a nicotine patch, the way that that's a highly effective way of getting yeah. those chemicals or you know those pain chemicals or nicotine into your bloodstream. Well, the same thing goes for what you put on your skin every single day. And right. believe me, if you think that you that these you know additives and toxins and parabens are not going into your skin, you're wrong. So this yeah. is a really great place to you know to begin to con- you know to continue to clean up. Um, clean out the toxins from your diet because they, the bottom line is that they do have effects. They do affect your entire body. They do have long-lasting effects, and more and more studies are proving that there are connections to you know a lot of the diseases that we all hope to avoid. Right, right. Yeah, um, you know, I think so many of us, and it happened to me like 25 years ago, that I was, you know, so carefully finding organic food and really meticulous about my food. And I thought, why am I brushing my teeth with this toothpaste with all these chemicals? And why am Mm -hmm. I putting this lotion on my skin with I don't even know what's in it? And I began to, you know, then really consider that that, that it's, like you said, it's a holistic thing. That's right. It matters. It absolutely matters. So what would you recommend, where should a woman who's just really coming into this and saying, oh, my gosh, I don't even know where to start? Yeah, you know, that's, that's the big question. So a lot of people feel overwhelmed by the conversation because they just, you know, they look in their medicine cabinet and they look in their, you know, in their all of their makeup and they just think, oh, my God, it's just too much. How am I, you know, those organic brands, do they really work? And so what I always suggest is start with the largest skin area, right? And so right. if you are putting on body lotion right. every single day, that's a great place to begin. Okay. Um, take a look at your body lotion. If, it's, if it has parabens in it, if it has na- um, even, even natural coloring is not, um, is not a healthy additive, 
take a look at that and uh, and switch over to something that is a good, clean product. I'll give you a great resource. Um, well, first of all, in the, in the back of my new book, which you mentioned, Discover Your Nutritional Style, there is a resource for brand, beauty brands that I love. So that's a great place to go. Um, the other place I'd love to send you is to uh, ewg.org. Yeah. You know, you we, mention know them. Them. we mention them in almost yeah. every show because they're such yeah. a wonderful resource. They have the cosmetic database, right? They do, absolutely. They are partnering with me right now for the launch of my book, and oh, I just love them. The president is, has endorsed it and reviewed my book, and so I'm really thrilled. And So go there. Go to ewg.org. Go to the Clean Cosmetics Database. Look up your products that you currently have. Um, you know, and, and as I said, begin with the large skin areas. Begin with the things that you use every day, right? right? So if you are using um, something like a, you know, a face cream or, or a foundation every single day, you might want to start with that because that's daily, re- daily repetitive use of a product that may, may not be doing you any good. Okay, so check out your current products there. And then start doing some research with um, some of the organic brands. As I said, you know, in the back of my book, I have this great list of all the brands that we vetted and brands that I personally love. A lot of these companies um, you can go to and you can order little test kits. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them are, do are online and you can order a little, and you know, samples that might be enough for a couple of weeks to really give you an idea of how this collection is going to work with, for you. And, and we're talking skincare right now. You know, it's like anything else. It's just like food. We're all different. We all have different skin, and I can tell you different products that I love. Right. Um, but they may not be what's right for your skin. So it's it's, right. it's a really easy thing to do. Just start, you know, start gently just testing out some different ones and see what works. Yeah, and I said I, what I did was I started to literally just like, and this is a while ago, but I just started to look at all the different things, like you said, that I use every day. Toothpaste, face cream, soap. What kind of soap? What kind of shampoo am I using? And what's in it? And I'm sure your book and and other resources like EWG will help list the things that should not be. <laughs> the things that we need to be avoiding. And there, I can't even pronounce them all, but that's why there are these resources to help us understand what's real. Because, of course, what we're learning is that there are really no regulation. So anybody can say organic or natural on a skincare product and it may or may not be real. So obviously there are some companies that have a much, much better reputation and track record um, and they're more trusted uh, and and folks like you um, and I, because we've been around and have tested some of these things, you know, have some, some recommendations, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit of work. Thank God folks like you are, are helping do it for us, you know. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, it's a, it's a self-regulating industry for the yeah. most part, yeah. um, like like many industries in our country, and and so therefore you do want to be your own advocate. Yeah, you know, um, and you 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 almost have to be. Um, and the same goes, you know, if you do have kids, it's really important for tender tender babies and and little ones um, that they that you you know what you're putting on their skin, their yes. bodies are so changed rapidly, changing and growing every single day. Right. You want to make sure that what you're putting on your kids is um, is really pure and natural and not going to do harm. Well, thank you so much for giving us a call today and talking about 
you know, we're scratching the surface, and I know that you and I are going to talk more about all kinds of different things that you cover in your book and in your regular work. So um, everybody go to Holly Thompson, H-O-L-L-I-T-H-M-P-S-O-N.com. And uh, hopefully, Holly, I think you might be doing a post for us on The Green Divas as well. Yeah, I think we. I think I am. I yeah. definitely am. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for having me. This was this was really fun, and you know, you know, I'm from New Jersey, so a Jersey girl. Hey, girlfriend. <laughs> hey, girlfriend. Uh, all right, talk to you soon. <laughs> bye right. bye. Take care. Thanks. Are you sparkling yet? Well, you will be. For information on this segment and lots of other healthy green living information visit thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. Wait, don't throw that away. Green Divas love to repurpose, upcycle, and reclaim and keep lots of useful items from going to the landfill. Give it a new life or just get creative with easy-peasy Green Diva DIY projects. So excited to have our Green Diva, Lee Garofalo, I think I said it right finally. You did. (laughs) In the studio with us. I know. It's very exciting to have her here when I'm here, too. I know. Green Diva Lynn over here. Really? Yay. We're all here. It's very fun. It's amazing. So we've got (laughs) a great DIY. I mean, really, this is is a lot of fun. I'm going to do this with... I'm doing all the stuff that you're teaching us with my grandkids. So tell us what you've got for us today. So I have a bird feeder that you um, can make out of an old um, breadcrumb container. And does it have to be a breadcrumb container? Like I'm looking at it. Could it be a coffee can? It could be a coffee can, but it's much harder to cut oh, a coffee can. Oh, I see. Can. This is so this it's is, something that's uh, paper based because right. we're going to be cutting into the maybe side an, of it. Maybe so. an oatmeal can. Yes, oatmeal can could work. Could work. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Checking it out. I'm making noise with it. Thank you. Now I'm going to have to brainstorm what other things come in those containers. <laughs> Sorry. For the post. So everybody else can have the idea. Tennis balls? Yeah. That's good. What do you mean, tennis balls? Oh, the tennis balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like totally thinking, do you mean cut into the tennis ball and make a bird feeder? No. I'm sorry. A tennis ball can. Got it. <laughs> so the only other thing you need, other than one of these many containers that we've talked about, is string, <laughs> um, scissors, and if you have um, chopsticks from ordering out Chinese food or sushi, that is helpful, but you don't have to have it. Or tree sticks. Tree right, sticks you could would go out, also work. Yeah, go outside. That would be really cute. Find yes. a perfect little stick. And, of course, bird food. <laughs> bird seed. Um, and basically all you need to do is cut a kind of door-shaped hole on one side, but you need to make sure that you leave about one and a half inches from the bottom to where you start the door so that there's room for the bird food to be in the bottom of the container because that's where the food is going to go. So the birds have to step over the threshold. Exactly. Wow. That sounds (laughs) sounds like intense. (laughs) Come into my home and step over the threshold. And once you've cut that out, um, your kids can take paint and paint it or put stickers on it or decorate it and do whatever they want. Um, You know, my daughter is four and she painted it, but it... It just looked like paint, but older kids can really make it yeah. look like a house and yeah, really get creative fun. with it. 
Um, once you've painted it and it's dried, you just cut two holes in the side. Um, make sure that they match up pretty close. They don't have to be perfect. This isn't a perfect DIY. Um, and then you thread um, your string through. Mm -hmm. And this is where it depends on what you care about. Um, if you want to make sure the squirrels don't eat the bird food and only the <laughs> birds get to eat it, make a very long string um, and tie it to a tree branch. Mm -hmm. Or do a short one and give the squirrels a snack as well. Right. So um, I, caught a squirrel, I caught a squirrel eating all my bird food and I thought Aww. I had made it long enough. So be, make it pretty long. I would yeah. say about yeah. a foot and a half, two feet on each side. And then you just fill it up with uh, the bird seed and they're ready to there eat. You and, and you, you put, put the, the top on. back on so that when it rains, the food doesn't right. get wet and they have something to eat when Happy it stops birds. raining. Yeah. Yep. Now, this is going to be fun because you're in the studio, so we're also going to do a video with lots of pictures and you're going to do a post. So really, people, this is a no-brainer. You're going to be able to see it in action. I'm inspired to be crafty. I know, I'm right? not usually very crafty. That's sort of... But I like I'm into, Lee's, but this sounds like something I could do. And Lee's mm -hmm. stuff and is always birds. really like simple and fun and not stressful. You mm -hmm. know how it's not Martha Stewart esque where you have to go buy some really right. fancy wire cutters right. and glue guns and Yeah. Is there a certain type of paint paint that you recommend? No, I mean whatever paints you have in the house. Mm -hmm. I mean the kids probably have non toxic paint, so there is a chance that by the middle of the summer, the paint may have washed off if it was <laughs> right. a rainy year. But yeah. honestly, we've had ours in the yard for almost four weeks now, and we've had some pretty torrential rains and wind, and it has stayed on the branch and See, we not fallen apart or anything. Just a note, we cannot have birdseed around here in the summer because the bears oh. love it, and they come and rip it down and eat it, and then they come back for more. Oh, so we had to start taking our bird feeders in uh in april you know what if you hung them from a window in your third floor or something like really high where they couldn't reach it well that's a really good idea should i worry if i go out for a morning no i know i'm making walk? her nervous when she's here <laughs> hey, she's wait a like, minute <laughs> just don't carry birdseed when you go out well listen there's a lot more to the show so thanks for being here lee i'm really excited now you know where we are so we're gonna have her more and more thanks for having cool. me All thanks right. lee stay tuned <laughs> To get an easy-to-follow tutorial on how to do this fun Green Diva DIY project and many others, go to thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. And remember, buy less, make more, and buy local whenever possible. Greetings, everyone. This is David Avocado-Wolf, nutritionist, author, and chocolatier. And you're listening to The Green Divas. Listen close, tune in, and have the best day ever. Where are you headed on your next trip? Have you considered the environmental impact of your adventure? Listen to The Traveling Green Divas to get tips for healthy, safe, and eco-friendly travels. Back again with Gary Dietrichs, who is the publisher and editorial director of Green Travel Guides. Hi, Gary. Hi. Um, I think this is perfect, and I don't, I don't mean to gloat to um, our audience at all, but I am going to Hawaii soon, and so 
A green travel checklist is a great idea. <laughs> well, thanks. You know, it's something that, you know, we all, when we travel, there are just so many things you can do before you go and while you're there. Just make your, your whole experience a little more sustainable, lessen your, lessen your environmental footprint, and keep it all healthier and, and more sustained and more friendly. So, you know, I think, you know, we can start out with um, what you do before you even leave home. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, part of it is, you know, when you're just, when you're planning your trip, one of the things you can do is, is if possible, and I realize something, this, this whole list is, you probably aren't going to be able to do every single one every single time, but you do as much as you can. So one of them is, you know, be direct and plan to go longer. I mean, if you cho- cho- choose a direct air flight, for example. Yeah. You're going to spew less carbon into the atmosphere than if you have flights with stopovers because, and most people don't realize this, it's really the takeoffs and the landings yeah. that are the most carbon intensive. Yeah. And taking longer and fewer vacations instead of short getaways will reduce your travel, especially air, if air travel is involved, and that's a good thing. Right, right. You know, booking green hotels, green lodging, whatever you're going to stay in. I mean, there are lots of ways to do that now. There are lots of websites like TripAdvisor, Expedia, that offer green hotels and green lodging options. Our own website, Green Traveler Guides, gives lots of lots of hints on where to stay at various locations. So booking your traveling ahead of travel ahead of time in, in in a green way, and the same can now be said for uh, if you need to rent a car. Yeah, yeah. You can rent a hybrid. You can rent a biofuel car. You can rent a you can rent an electric vehicle. Enterprise, budget, and lots of other car companies are now are now offering that option. Sometimes they run specials. Just yeah. check it out. See what's available. Yeah, we got one. I think the last time I went to California, we did get a fusion. Uh, I think we got the plug-in hybrid. That's great. Yeah, made, awesome. Made me awesome. very and happy. More and more places are providing charging stations, and that's kind of fun too. I mean. I read the other day about somebody who was, who was offering tours that would go from charging station to charging station. It always, <laughs> always be covered. What a great idea. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, you can, also, you can also offset your travel with carbon offsets. I mean, that's still a popular way to kind of, kind of cover the, the footprint that you, are, that you are increasing, no doubt, as you travel. Right. There are lots of offset companies. Um, there are some very good ones. There are some that... You need to be you need to do a little homework there because there are some that aren't as good. But uh, places like the Sierra Club can can give you guidance on uh, on on the on the reputable ones. So that's we like to recommend that you that you that you go in that direction. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Sorry, I was going to ask about that because that did come in my mind when we were talking about the airline travel because I I usually try Mm -hmm. to do that. Well, some many of the airlines have their own programs. Delta does, for example. Southwest does, and many of them offer offset have offset partners, and they will they would be happy to. And they'll tell you what they do when they're planting trees or helping environmental organizations or whatever other way they're doing to to help offset the the impact of your travel. Interesting. Um, okay. Just just go on the websites. And you can find them. Another thing you can do is um, pack. I like to pack our, our our organic toiletries at home. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. If, if possible, I try not to use the ones at the hotel. First of all, it just consumes them. Um, if if you use a little bit, they often throw them away. Although there are recycling programs now that some hotels participate in. Yeah. 
but I, I like to pack my own that way and, and use them and re- put them in refillable containers that I can take home again. Same yeah. is true with water bottle. I, I take it with me, so I'm not buying plastic water bottles. Yeah, these are really important important things to think about because I do the same thing, and I hadn't really – it's just over years of practice and, and doing these things. But I, I, I suppose it's um, – you know, if you haven't traveled this way or, you know, as thoughtfully this way – it's important to kind of think about it. Yeah, I agree. And then once you're there, I think one of the most important things you can do is don't be bashful. Ask a lot of questions. If yeah. you go to a restaurant, ask if they use local organic ingredients. Yep. If you know, if the chef, if somebody, if the waiter says, "Oh, it's all organic," I think maybe a follow-up question or two <laughs> might be in order. <laughs> right. Right. But you know, so when you're there, there's a whole other set of things you can do. One of them that I. I think is very important is don't be bashful ask a lot of questions right when you're at the restaurant i mean ask them if they use local and organic ingredients if you kind of get a knee-jerk oh it's all organic maybe a follow-up question <laughs> or in order <laughs> right at your hotel ask ask about their practices um again at your restaurant do they is the seafood sustainable i mean you can ask that if you're buying from a fishmonger or from your server yeah Here's one that I think a lot of people forget. Time your sunscreen if you're going to the beach or you're just going to be out. You know, get a biodegradable natural brand of sunscreen and apply it at least 30 minutes before you go out, uh, go to the beach. Because in some of these crowded beaches, like in Hawaii, uh, if you're in Waikiki Beach, you can almost sometimes taste or smell this oil slick of sunscreen. You should wait 30 minutes before you go in the water. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Conserve your energy while you're there. Use, you know, you know, use as little as possible. Recycle everything you can. Use that water bottle you brought along. Respect the local environment. I mean, this is part of being green. Absolutely. Always act like you're a guest in someone's home because really you are. Yeah. Well, and and in a hotel, even most hotels now do offer to, you know, they write if you don't want us to change out your towels, just. Um, you know, they give you instructions so that, you know, you don't necessarily have to change out all of your linens. But if they don't do that, like sometimes what we do is we just put the do not disturb sign on and we don't, you know, we don't need them to come in and clean. You know, we're really, you know, after maybe a couple of days would let them in. But, um, you know, that's a great idea because sometimes housekeepers thinking they're doing the right thing or maybe they're working for a tip, they'll change it anyway, even if you follow the instructions. So I think that I think that putting the sign out is a great way to do it. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm looking forward to learning even more from you, Gary. And in the meantime, so just tell me real quick, what's your next trip? Well, we've got some things on the horizon. We're, you know, we're actually thinking maybe a Hawaii trip might be in the offing. Oh, maybe you should join us. You know, they're giving a discount um, at the Kalani for anybody that comes, you know, through the Green Divas. <laughs> I've read about that. I'll have to check into that. That's a, that's a great place. We've toured that in the past, and you're going to have a great time. Well, I'm going to look, go and look on Green Travelers, GreenTravelerGuides.com to check out about your experience with the Kalani. Great. We have a whole Hawaii destination guide. Check it out. I know. I know. It's so cool. Well, thank you so much, Gary, and we will talk soon. Okay, great. Whether you're off to a tropical getaway or traveling for business, Make sure to check the Traveling Green Divas on thegreendivas.com for more tips and ideas for healthy, safe, and eco-friendly adventures. The Green
Green Divas get to talk to so many inspiring people, who each in their own way is helping us find a deeper shade of green. Here's just one of them. Enjoy. Oh, I am so happy. We're getting a chance to catch up to Tony Garassi, Cafeteria Man. He's a, he's Now, did you make the film Cafeteria Man, or were you just featured in it? No, I was just featured in the film. Uh, the filmmaker is Richard Chisholm. He's uh, won multiple Emmy Awards, and uh, um, he's uh, kind of a famous documentary filmmaker. Um, he also lived in Baltimore, so oh, right. uh, when I first took over the program in Baltimore, uh, we uh, had launched some pretty groundbreaking things, and he read an article in the Washington Post about the program, and uh, um, stopped by my office one day with Sheila Kincaid, who is uh, the uh, co-producer of the project, and um, he, you know, kind of had a conversation with me about, so you're doing some innovative things, would you mind us filming it? And I've always been weary of uh, gotcha journalists, uh, and I didn't know these guys, uh, and so we had kind of our disclaimer conversation about um, I'm happy with you guys filming, but just please stay out of the way. I want to just get this done. And yeah. and then over the course of the two years that they filmed, uh, we became um, very good friends, and uh, they were able to uh, document and uh, and, and immortalize some very historic things that kids were doing in Baltimore. Well, I just, what? yeah, I mean, I'll just cut you off real quick because yeah, I want to say, <laughs> I want to say also that, you know, you are, among other things, a charismatic chef from New Orleans. Yeah. But but you're also the executive director of Child Nutrition. Did I say that right? Yeah. Uh, for the. I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> Shelby County School. Shelby County in Memphis. Area. Yeah, which yeah. is Memphis, Tennessee. And, you know, and so if you know, people aren't familiar with Cafeteria Man, it's a film about greening and, and getting healthy and bringing farm, sourced. Mm-hmm. You know, farm to school food you know, and helping kids get not only educated a little bit further about and get involved with um, where their food's coming from but to actually have access to healthier food. Mm-hmm. Give them a healthier learning and healthier bodies, healthier learning environments. It's it's a well, fabulous project. Well, also it was it was a film about a group of kids that were really just tired of what they were being served on a daily basis, and uh, they called me and said, "Look, we want to change some things." And they had heard about the work that I'd done in other parts of the country. Uh, and they wound up going to the school board meeting, and they brought school lunch that day. And they flipped the trays upside down, and lo and behold, nothing came off the tray. And they said, you try it. Um, And, of course, uh, no members of the school board were willing to volunteer (laughs) their stomachs for it. Um, And the kids simply said, what you're asking us to do is unreasonable, and it's unreasonable to eat this kind of food and still have an expectation that we're supposed to learn. So that became the catalyst of change in Baltimore City. Um, these kids also were the uh, first and only children that have testified before Congress about the Child Nutrition Reauthorization Act, um, and it was like living through and participating in an actual schoolhouse rock episode. So it was, awesome. it was just 
it, it just floored me. Their oh, passion, so cool. their commitment, uh, and it wasn't just for them, right? It was for eighty-five thousand of their man. peers. Yeah, yeah. That 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 to me is um, what makes this country so great. It's very it inspiring. It was. Yeah. There were some really great personalities in yeah. some of the young people in the film. Yeah. That... So um, you know, and then a little bit about. My, my work, we established the very first, uh, you know, organic 33-acre um, school farm uh, and wow. um, uh, at uh, the Great Kids Farm. So if you go online, check that out. They're doing really phenomenal things. It was the site of an abandoned orphanage, actually. Um, and uh, it was... Uh, Talk about healing uh, the land. It, it, yeah, and it was just... Uh, it was founded by... Uh, a former slave, uh, um, and uh, uh, Dr. George Bragg, and, and uh, he knew that while the Emancipation Proclamation had been proclaimed, that his people were never going to experience freedom, real freedom, until they had economic freedom. So he created uh, uh, that place to train young men and women to uh, have careers and jobs. Uh, and, uh, it, it was, uh, uh, really, you know, his whole story is very inspiring and I, and I would, uh, urge everyone, um, uh, to go online and just Google, um, Great Kids Farm and, and, oh, yeah. and, 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 and watch that thing unfold. Wow. Now, speaking of farms and gardens, your current efforts, um, yeah, are pretty huge. Yeah, very Memphis. exciting. So, um, so in Memphis, um, we put in about 48 school gardens, and some of these gardens are actual urban farms. They're not just gardens. You know, they're multiple 20 by 120 foot hoop houses that are doing full production. And uh, I have three full time farmer educators on my payroll. We were the first to write that job description in Baltimore, and I used that job description to uh, expand it in Memphis. And uh, now it's kind of a, you know, a standard job per, um, job description that's being circulated around the country. So um, really, really cool stuff. But um, uh, uh, these three farmers have just made a, a huge impact uh, in our district, uh, and uh, a great deal of the food that we consume, uh, we produce. So uh, our, our vision is to become vertically integrated. And what's really important, you made reference mm -hmm. to it earlier, the connection between nutrition and a child's ability to learn right. how to manage the ADHD that's so prevalent in society these days. And Oh, absolutely. And, and just... And just like reintroducing actual food to our kids, mm. <laughs> uh, ha, ha, no, 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 no. And I say actual food. Right, I no mean things slime. that you can see growing, that you've planted, that you've harvested, Nurtured, that yep. you've shared and prepared. You know, look at forever changes the way they look at food. It's Absolutely. no longer consumptive act. You know, there's stewardship and responsibility, and <laughs> excuse me, math and science and language and art and all these other things. Um, you know, tied to it. Well, it must be so fulfilling to see these young people just, you know, kind of come of age <laughs> and discover so much more than food well, on a plate just there, being a routine. There are like a million different, um, what's the word I'm looking for, aspects of food, growing food that, that can relate to curriculum, whether it's science or... Uh, Absolutely. 
economics. Well, also, we, we've, we've had an opportunity to uh, uh, send groups of kids to the White House for the last two years to participate in the National Cooking Up Change competition where students from, they, they pick 10 cities in America, uh, and kids are invited to create what they believe is a great school lunch, and they have to use the USDA's guidelines, uh, they have to use the budget, uh, they have to use um, the equipment that's available in their school, um, but everything else they're pretty like free to create. And our kids have been coming up with some amazing things. And uh, one of the coolest uh, things that I think happened when when we, when they were talking about sourcing ingredients, they'd asked, you know, where they came up with their. Uh, you know, with um, uh, a lot of their ingredients, and their short answer was, "Well, we grew most of it." You know? So, uh, wow. yeah, it kind of floored the judges as well. Yeah, and I know in the film you get a rousing endorsement from Michael Pollan, who obviously speaks volumes to to how important the food, health, environment connection is. So, yeah, Michael is a big fan and and uh, supporter of our program, and he's always, uh, you know, he's always uh, been there with great you know, tidbits of advice and encouragement. So we, we love Michael. Yeah. It's so great that, you know, we've seen the work on the coast, you know, the Alice waters and Berkeley and, and some of the great things that are going on here in the East. So thank you for doing all you're doing in Tennessee and where, where to next? Well, um, <laughs> that's a good question. My wife's short answer is he'll come home now. You know? <laughs> um, so we we just uh, uh, celebrated our 18th anniversary, uh, uh, July the second, and uh, uh, we are looking forward to um, me not being on the road as much. Uh, this program here, I really um, honestly feel, has just been the best work so far in that. Um, we are a universal no-charge child nutrition system. Every meal uh, to students is free, wow. uh, you know, no charge, breakfast, wow. lunch, supper. Um, we, uh, you know, are um, putting school gardens in in every single school. We're fully funded to do this. We're fully funded to put school gardens in every school. I was able to put two, uh, $28 million back in the bank in the last three years here in Memphis Oh my God! Paid off all of our debt. Uh, we run the program solid in the black, and uh, we keep reinvesting the money in our kids where we need to invest. Now, it. are there are there other school systems that are coming to you and saying, "Hey, man, can you help us get this going in our system?" Lots and lots. Good, uh, good. And 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 we're working together to make that possible. Um, one of the things that I'm really interested in um, is doing a really active and robust train-the-trainer type of a program here yeah. because, you know, a lot of what we do uh, is not rocket science. It's not complicated. It's really kind of simple stuff, getting back to core ingredients uh, and utilizing those core, ing core ingredients in a way that, you know, are fun. Like, food should look good. Food yeah. should taste good. Food yeah. should be good, Right. Um, so if you work with those core principles, um, you know, a lot of things change. Like we, we roast chicken. We don't sell nuggets, you know. 
Um, and we roast chicken from scratch. So, you know, a lot of industry people were freaking out. Oh, you're going to kill all the kids from salmonella. Well, you know, uh, I've been cooking chicken since I was eight years old and I've yet to kill anybody. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's like, like, like chicken is supposed to taste like chicken, not like some breaded, made up, concoction that now, do you, in, in terms of chicken, scientists came ju- up with. Just out of curiosity, I mean, do you have chickens in it, involved in any of these farms? And Are you strictly kids produce? See? Uh, no. Currently, what we're doing is uh, all produce, but we're working with um, – in fact, we had a great meeting uh, two weeks ago in Boston uh, with um, uh, a group of farmers, cooperative farmers – uh, that uh, raise chickens here in the South, in the Mid-South, um, and we're working on a pilot project to, um, you know, re- receive uh, raw, cut-up, individually frozen pieces of chicken uh, because that's the safest way for us to handle it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, but it just uh, makes a lot of sense, a lot of interest, and... Uh, you know, we certainly have great purchasing power too. To 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 give the audience um, uh, a picture of that. So when I serve zucchini, say for one serving for one day for as a 000. side dish, yeah, is sixty thousand pounds of zucchini. Oh my gosh! Yeah. You know, yeah. when I serve chicken for one serving for one day, it's about. 80,000 pounds of wow. chicken. So, you know, it, it's it's a lot. <laughs> so for our listeners, uh, direct them to cafeteriaman.com to learn more about the film and really um, get the insights to your story, which is so inspiring well, and successful. Well, actually, and I think where else? Lynn, Lynn, Green Diva Lynn did a really nice review of the film. Oh, terrific. And people can get it from our site as well. So right. I do want to kind of just sort Absolutely. of pitch <laughs> shamelessly. Yeah, you can look at the trailer in Cafeteria Man <laughs> yeah, and come back yeah. to GreenDivas.com. Yeah. Well, also, I, 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 would, I would encourage people to go uh, to the World Wide Web and look up Shelby County Schools yeah. and then click on the nutrition department. And uh, you can see firsthand some of the very, very cool things that are happening here. And, you know, Memphis is one of the poorest cities in America. Um, and the, the, the only way that you can turn back the tide of poverty is through education. Yeah. And uh, having an expectation that a kid is ready to learn when they don't know where their next meal comes from makes that a daunting mm. task for educators. So we, we just, you know, we decided that we're treating nutrition like readiness, yeah. right? Take so that if, security if, off if, the if table, it, right. Uh, yeah, and all the stigmas around food. Yeah. So it's time to, uh, you know, time to eat, time to learn, time to play. That's our approach. Mm. Well, thank, thank you so, so much. much for taking time. I know you're really busy. You're changing the world and, and making it better for our kids and grandkids. You know, my grandkids are going to be heading into school soon. So uh, I believe that the work that you're doing will probably affect them. Transformation. Yeah. Yeah. Transformation. So well, look, school starts for us August the 4th. So we wow. are hot and heavy getting schools up and going and uh 
literally uh, hot. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, it was it, it was eighty five degrees at seven thirty this morning, so right. it's hot in Memphis. All right, yeah. no well, doubt. you're used to it. You're a New Orleans boy. Yeah, uh, no, I'm I'm completely at home here, and I it just look. Yeah, the city invented rock and roll. You know, they could rest <laughs> on their laurels there. Yeah, you know, yeah. but uh, you know, talk about a thing that has transformed the planet. Uh, but uh, you know, I have to say, the leadership here uh, gets this, and yeah. they understand that there has to be radical interventions to change the paradigm. Right? You can't just talk about doing minor tweaks, you know, in many cases, certainly in large urban districts, you have to change the paradigm and you have to make, um, you know, nutritionist or uh, nutritious food access to kids a priority. Terrific. Uh, as a last resource for our listeners, if, if someone's listening to this and wants to start this movement in their community, where would you suggest their first stop? Well, look, stop at Cafeteria Man. We've got a lot of resources Terrific. there. There are a lot of directors around the country that will help you in your schools, uh, and there are a lot of parent and private groups that that will also help. So, uh, you know, I think the first stop is just recognizing that things have to change. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for your time, and you know, well, keep up we the look, great work. Yeah, keep us posted if, if as things progress. If there's anything new, hopefully, we'll get to talk to you again pretty soon. Maybe we'll stop by for lunch. There you go. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> thanks. All right. Bye bye. Hope you enjoyed that as much as they did. Please visit thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. For more fun podcasts and information on the Green Divas and low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green. You've been listening to the Green Divas radio show. Be sure to look for this and other Green Diva Network podcast on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes, Swell Radio, and Spreaker. Get social with the Green Divas on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Subscribe to the Green Divas YouTube channel to watch them in action. And for all the latest good green news, visit thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. <laughs>